But I promise you, if you aren't dedicating resource and dollars and time to thinking about the future, especially today in a post-COVID or, or in the middle of a COVID and almost in a post-COVID world where we've all been accelerated five to 10 years into the future, you're going to fall behind or you've already fallen behind. What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation, a podcast for restaurants. Today, I am joined by Wade Allen, who is a senior vice president and head of innovation for Brinker International, has over 18 years experience in restaurant and retail innovation. He's the former president of Coupon Factory. And if you're joining us on video, you will see that, yes, indeed, Wade has discovered the fountain of youth. Uh, apparently, he's got a kid in college and he looks like he's in college. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, also, really cool. Wade and I just found out before we hit record that we actually met 30 years ago uh, randomly. So anyway, for not only just like, you know, he, he's got the youth, but he's got the memory, man. Can't believe that you remembered that, Wade. Well, thanks, Zach. It's awesome to be here. I, I uh, That was an amazing story as we talked through that, you know, just, just uh, remembering who your dad was, who your family was, how we connected. That was just really cool. You know, it kind of puts a smile on my face that we live in a pretty small world. We do. Yeah. And, and Wade and I, we got on and I look in the background and he's got a uh, BYU helmet, football helmet in the background. So we're, we're fellow Cougars here. So yeah. anyway, um, well, first of all, Wade, uh, tell me a little bit about what does a senior vice president, head of innovation, what, is, what does head of innovation mean? Um, and tell us a little bit about Brinker International for those who might not know. Yeah, so we'll start with Brinker. So we're uh, Brinker International is a, is a I call it a parent company. It's, a, it's it owns restaurant brands. So you may not know Brinker, but you probably know our brands: Chili's uh, Bar and Grill, and then Maggiano's Little Italy. And then we just launched a brand this year called It's Just Wings. Uh, it's a virtual brand, which means it's only uh, available on DoorDash. But it's been a lot of fun and and kind of my uh, personal passion. So that's that's Brinker. I think you know your question's funny. What, what does a head of innovation do? Um, I can't say what they do at other organizations. I'll tell you what I do here at Brinker. I get paid every morning to wake up and think about how to disrupt my own business and our own industry. Which, to be very honest, if if I had had this job posed to me coming out of uh, you know, college, whether that's my BYU years or my Northwestern years where I did my grad work, I would have been ecstatic to know that I get paid to come in and think about crazy stuff that's bleeding edge that that's going to change and disrupt uh, casual dining. So I, that, that's what I do all day long. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I Normally people get fired for doing that kind of stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> you are, that's your job description. So in thinking about innovation, how do restaurants you know, it's it's oftentimes very hard for restaurants when you're dealing with razor thin margins. You've got employee issues. You've got locations that some are bleeding, some are doing well. You know, you've got location uh, by location issues. Like there's so many things going on. A lot of times it's hard way for restaurants to take that step back and to think innovation. It's like 
the last thing on their plate. What do you recommend to those people? How do you think about innovation as a restaurant owner or operator? I think that maybe the best way to put it is, uh, I'll, I'll put it in the analogy of a golf shot, right? If I was talking to a, a company that didn't have an innovation department, I would tell them, look, sometimes the the scariest thing you can do is play down the middle of the fairway. Um, sometimes not cutting for the green, not going over the trees or trying to go over the, the pond is the riskiest shot because that middle fairway golf shot will set you up so that you're not going to be able to eagle or birdie that hole. Yeah. Um, and and what, what's allowed us to be successful as a big entity is that we have dedicated uh, resources and dollars. Now, I'm not saying how much you should dedicate, uh, depending on the size of your brand, but I promise you, if you aren't dedicating resource and dollars and time to thinking about the future, especially today in a post-COVID or, or in the middle of a COVID and almost in a post-COVID world where we've all been accelerated five to 10 years into the future, you're gonna fall behind or you've already fallen behind. So, you know, the thing I, I think that is most important for restaurant brands, yes, you have to have a operation square, you have to have a strong PL, you have to understand your supply chain, but just as important is you have to be aware of what's coming down the pike um, because if you're not, you're going to be behind and that's going to put you even further out of the game. And it doesn't matter how good your operations are if you're not meeting the guest where they need to be or not meeting um, the demand uh, of where you should be playing. So that's, that's, that would be my pitch to someone who, who hasn't invested in innovation. And is innovation a, is there money to be had in innovation or is it just like an expense? That is a fantastic question. I think it all depends on, your focus in innovation. So you can get really sidetracked and sideways just thinking about all sorts of crazy things that don't matter. You have to be a little bit pragmatic in your innovation. Sure, you're gonna have something you're gonna swing for the fence. Again, I'm using these sports analogies, right? You're gonna, you're gonna try to hit some home runs, but base hits and innovation are what return dollars. So take virtual brands. This brand we launched recently was Brinker. We've been messing around with this for probably the better part of a year before we launched it. And so had we not been able to do that, we would have never launched a $150 million brand in that year, right? We would have never done that. Wait, it's just wings. You're telling me that was something that was in the works prior to COVID. Well, so it's a crazy story, but yeah, I mean, we prior to COVID, we were looking at this virtual brand idea and it started in a food truck. And and, and then we realized, now nah, food truck's too expensive and we don't want somebody driving a you know 13 ton truck through the downtown of dallas at night full of propane because you can't keep the truck on the lot right so then we said well why don't we utilize our existing assets so then we started putting and testing different concepts in these assets like out in california and then we realized hey rather than pay somebody else to put a concept in one of our assets and and, and use our kitchens why don't we just create our own and, and you know, there's a lot of story to it, but that's basically how we found our way to virtual brands. And it was an innovative idea that started somewhere else, but had we not focused and been pragmatic about, hey, let's just start here and see where it takes us, we would have never gotten there. So, so the answer to your question is, yes, it can be a massive cost center if you're not focused, but if you're super focused on what you're trying to do and, or at least start with an idea and do it on a shoestring budget, you'll find eventually something that hits or resonates with the guest and, and it'll be a success. You gotta have those home run swings, but sometimes those are two, three, four years out, you know, and you gotta keep working on them. 
Yeah. And I, and I love that because two, three, four years out, a lot of restaurants are like, are we even going to be around? But at the end of the day, it's like you've, you're, have a much more likely, um, much, much higher likelihood of succeeding as, as you're trying these different aspects out. And what we talk a lot about in startups, and we talked about in this podcast before, is an MVP, a minimal viable product. What is the least amount of money, the least amount of effort to get the smallest thing that is good enough to test if it works or not? And that's the great thing about these virtual brands is you can you can try that out. And virtual brands are like, think of it like a, a cheaper, uh, you know, truck, a cheaper food truck, right? Because before that's how a lot of concepts would, you know, restaurants would start as a food truck and work their way up or they'd have their location at a food truck. Well, the cool thing is, you know, you could do a virtual concept. And, and I think that there's um, a lot of people have done it very well. And I think that a lot of people uh, haven't when, when you invest so much into an experiment that it hurts, you know, um, maybe you've gone too far, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and you have to be prepared to fail fast. So yes. like you said, prototypes and minimal viable products and, and, and just get it to market and be willing to be okay with some failure and, and let it go and then move to the next or let it iterate rather than being so passionate that it has to be something that you believe is, is you know, the box that you're trying to deliver. I think that's where you will find more successes. Get something down, get it out there, see if it can work. If it doesn't, let it pivot to where it can work or jettison the idea and go to the next one. But, um, you know, that, that's how we found success. And I think that's how our innovation department is thinking. Cool. Well, here, here are our fast five. Um, number one, what do you feel like is the most important aspect of guest experience today? You, you mentioned guest experience before, and you mentioned, you know, needing to, uh, to meet that experience. Um, what do you feel like is one of the most important things about that today? I, today, I think it's all about convenience. I think our guests more than ever are pressed for time. We're in this weird mobile phone dominates my life. So if it can't be easy, if, if you can't have something delivered to me on uh, Christmas Day, if I can't order it on Christmas Day and have it delivered on Christmas Day, you know, there's something wrong because Amazon set the bar. So it's all about convenience and speed. Right. I know. And isn't that so frustrating that nobody cares if you're Amazon or if you're not, they want Amazon quality, Amazon speed, yeah. but they want you to do it from your one shop in Oklahoma. Like <laughs> crazy, man. It's crazy. Uh, number two, what are successful things that you have seen or tried lately? Man, I, I the one I I've seen that I'm just completely floored with enamored with, I should say is drone delivery. I, I watched a pilot two weeks ago, deliver products from a large convenience store and a large grocery store into neighborhoods and land the product on the lawn. Um, and it was all done through a mobile app. I'm, I'm completely enamored with that. And, and uh, if I have my way, Chili's will be delivering or It's Just Wings will be delivering by drone shortly. So that's Dude, pretty love cool. that. All right, well, speaking of which, number three, talk to us about the crystal ball in the next few years. What's, uh, what's in the pipeline for the restaurant industry? So robotics is going to come in a big way. I mean, you're going to get a lot of pressure around uh, um, wage increases to do fairly mundane jobs that, that robotics could probably do. And we could use humans uh, in more important roles. So I think you're going to have cobot automation. You're going to have robot automation. I think you're going to see food, food delivery vehicles like Neuro pop up. And they've already been there. The Domino's is doing you know, there's very different uh, regulations for just delivering a cheeseburger 
versus driving a person. You don't necessarily need rear view mirrors or a windshield or blinkers necessarily to be safe, uh, whereas you do if you're, if you're carrying people. So I think food delivery is coming in a very interesting way and it's gonna be different than traditional vehicles. Drone delivery, I think, um, you know, and I think the guest experience is just gonna continue to get better on the mobile, mobile device. Food anywhere, anytime, how you want it. Um, I, I think those aspects are coming aggressively to casual dining in the next year or two. Yeah, and, and you know, it's one of those things where it was kind of trickling, 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 um, and then floodgates opened, right? So oh, what, what piece of advice would you give, number four, what piece of advice would you give to restaurant owners and operators? Uh, I would tell them to innovate. I'd say think differently. Every day, wake up thinking about how you can disrupt your existing business or make or do something different that you haven't done before or tried something different you haven't done before because you'll never evolve if you don't. So that, that would be my piece of advice. What, what about someone who doesn't have like a full-time role? Do, I mean, is it is it realistic to say, hey, set aside an hour a week and just like read about what's coming down the pipeline, looking at stuff? So that, that's a great comment because uh, about, about a couple of years ago, I just set aside every Friday for an hour and a half. Anybody who reaches out to me with a startup or has some kind of interest, I read their presentations and decks to understand, hey, there's something here. Because if you're not up to speed on what's going on, um, you, again, you're not going to know what to take advantage of. The marketing technology uh, mapping today is well over you know, 15, 20, 30,000 companies, whereas 10 years ago, it was like 300 companies or 200 companies. So you've got to take the time to, to learn. So yeah, it doesn't have to be a full-time job. If it's an hour a week, take the time, investigate, look at, you know, learn about these new technologies that are coming out. Okay. So uh, lastly, who deserves an ovation in the restaurant industry? You know, this is going to sound uh, a little crazy, but uh, there's a guy by the name of Robert Earl. Uh, he started Planet Hollywood. Um, he, he did a few other things. He's now doing Mr. Beast Burger as a virtual brand. Um, <laughs> I love Robert. He's a crazy, cute, kooky guy, but he's so creative. And, and I think he deserves a shout out for some really cool stuff. Uh, he's always got something up his sleeve. And Mr. Beast Burger is, is fantastic, right? My kids love Mr. Beast. Uh, they don't even, even if they don't like the food, they want to order it all the time because it's Mr. B. So, you know, kudos to him for tapping into these borrowed equities. Uh, he does a good job. Awesome. Wait, how do people find you, follow you? So I'm a big LinkedIn guy. That's, that's kind of where I put most of my stuff is out on LinkedIn. Um, so you can find me at, at Wade Allen. Um, and then I, you know, I, I, I'm occasionally on uh, Twitter, but I don't do a ton on there, but I'm, I'm, I'm a LinkedIn guy. That's where you got to follow me. All right. Find him on LinkedIn. Well, Wade, for, for being such a great light in the restaurant industry, for helping us realize that innovation is not so far away and for giving us all hope that we can look that good uh, in a few years. Today's ovation goes to you. Thank you for joining us on Give an Ovation. Man, thanks. It's so fun to be here. Appreciate it, man. Glad you're with us today and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.